number one or two, get your shit together, scrap it, look through the lens and capture it, but first world problems are getting you down, disabled, salty, need a little app to fix that frown, <laughs> well you can do all those things and so much more, just grab a seat in the chair or the floor, sit back, relax, recline. She drops another casual line You're tuned in to Casually Molly With Molly and Bergie. Okay, welcome back to the Casually Molly podcast. I am your host, Molly Ambergy. Remember, you can casually subscribe to the podcast wherever you stream your audio, or you can find us on YouTube or some clips and some full episodes on Facebook Watch. But now that you've heard all of that, let's get to the real fun here. Uh, accompanying me, as you can see, is another lovely lady, Megan Phelps. The Hello. crowd goes wild. Yay! Hey. <laughs> Megan, I am so happy to have you join the show. Thank so, you, Molly. Thank oh, you for asking me. I know. Well, you were so surprised when I asked you. You were like, uh, what? And I yeah. was like, uh, yes. <laughs> I just really hope you don't regret this watching this back. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> well, like, we'll talk about how, you know, we met. So sometimes, you know, I bring people on to talk about like all their accomplishments, which you, I think you don't really give yourself enough credit, but zero, nope, <laughs> none. <laughs> but I met you because Ronaldo Mercado, who is also St. Louis comedian, he was actually on my podcast when I was starting it out of the artist lofts and now we're in the studio, so we'll have to have him back at some point. But um, you are his girlfriend, which is very mm-hmm. exciting. Yes. yes. Hey. Uh, hey. Yeah, I got a boyfriend. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Not a lesbian. Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, you know, I made it. Yeah. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I went my whole life without a boy toy, and they were like, it's questionable who she likes. I'm like, I swear it. I just haven't found somebody uh, yet. And then I found him. Um, oh, I don't believe... He's, he's an angel. Yeah. Sweet yeah. boy. Yeah. Well, you guys, how long have you been together? Um, It'll be five years in February. Oh, I didn't realize it was yeah. that long. Yeah. Um, Which is a good thing, by the way. I didn't mean to be like, that long? What? <laughs> he just can't get rid of me. So I think he's scared I'm going to like kill him or something Um, if he breaks up with me. But it's fine. <laughs> um, I promise nothing will happen to him. Well, that's good because we definitely need him around the scene. (laughs) We definitely need that Ronaldo around. But uh, no, every once in a while, I'll definitely get some streams for it. And I'm like, oh, I just remember back then. So I really appreciated him coming on and we had a great time. But uh, what I love about you is that you are very supportive of the St. Louis comedy scene oh, here. Yeah. You're always at open mics. Now you're working over at the Funny yes, Dome. Yes, yes. So you're doing, I mean, what are you doing? Box office, um, running the place? What's going so on? So I accidentally started working there because um, I lost my job. Um, but all good things happen for a reason. Uh, I lost it. It was whatever, especially like due to COVID, all that stuff. I lost my job to COVID too. So. Yeah, yeah, everything went down this year and everything happens for a reason. And honestly, like... Like, well, I didn't mean to start working there, but I was there every week and it was one of those dumb things. And I'm like, why not just get paid to be here? And like, I get to see all these familiar faces, all these people that I love to be around. And so I started in box office, just like picking up shifts. And then they talked me into like serving. So then I only served for a few weeks and they shut down again, but love that job. It's probably one of the first jobs I've ever had that like I absolutely loved being there. Like I would look forward to like getting called in yeah. randomly. Like everybody there is so wonderful and 
I just I love that club. Oh, yeah. It's Shout such out a good to place. The Funny Bone. We oh, just yeah. we've been talking about the Funny Bone actually the past three episodes. It is the oldest club in St. Louis. It's one of my favorite places. I and told, it's such a yeah. staple in St. Louis too. Mm-hmm. Like people, some people just like look past it, but like there's a lot of like comedians that come to St. Louis and they they want to be at the Funny Bone because it's just like the perfect setup for a club too. Like it's just. Yes. It's beautiful. It has a low ceilings, nice, nice dark room. And it's just, it's home. It's yes. home for a lot of comedians. And I, I love that it, I, sh- for a little time, got to be a part of it. But hopefully we'll once, yeah, hopefully yes. <laughs> they open back up soon. But yeah, because I, I just miss the atmosphere and like being around everybody. It's, it's such a nice place. I love it. Well, that's what I kind of miss too. And I know we're going to have actually the reason why you see an open mic here is not just because um, somebody stood us up. We do have another <laughs> guest coming in soon named Brendan Olson. Hey. He is also a St. Louis based comedian and has a wonderful podcast called Coping uh, that was actually uh, number two on the Reader's poll for the RFT Riverfront Times here. Brendan, up. What? I know. <laughs> Get some credit here for the podcasting. Um, but that's, uh, he. I know he loves the Funny Bone. It's a great place on Tuesday nights, and they were doing Sunday nights when uh, for a while there in October and November. Mm-hmm. Uh, the open mic there is great. A great place to kind of like work on your craft and also see professionals come in and mm-hmm. do things too, which is kind of nice to go see that uh, and there's always an audience which is kind of oh yeah like either four people or a full house there's always somebody to watch just because Mm -hmm. of the funny bones uh, reputation so shout out to them we can't wait to be back when things get a little bit better Uh, but yeah great shows going on and there's like a lot of great comedy here in st louis oh yeah there's yeah there's so many spots to hit a lot Mm -hmm. of people you know they'll they'll always ask like my boyfriend like where should i go and he'll always have like a list of places and even like now there's still some places that you can go to and and just ask around like there's always there's always an open mic somewhere and it's the best place to work out your material and yeah. become better you never want to be just like a club comedian you know you want to go to like those open mics those little bars that you don't want to perform at but it's like the best place to like yes. work out your material and work through the hecklers see and, you're fancy and you don't even do stand-up but you just gave <laughs> yeah. some of the best advice for any Thank comedians you. that are trying to do something it's totally true some of the best material um that i've come up with is has just been like in a bar where two people were listening so that way you're able to perform the way you want to when you start performing at clubs and mm-hmm. you start doing things what i kind of want to do though Thank you for your shout out to the St. Louis Comedy. Yes. <laughs> uh, for any other open mics, remember, you can always visit stlouiscomedy.com. <laughs> so uh, I want to talk about you, though. So you actually are an artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were recently commissioned to do a previous guest that we had on, Reggie the Goat Edwards. Hey. Shout out to him. Hey, Reggie. Great um, St. Louis and now New York City-based comedian. He had an album come out that has, he does rap battling as well. So mm-hmm. he's got the rap battle on one side, kind of like a mixtape here. And you got the... Uh, comedy on the other and you did a lovely job with that so why don't you kind of talk about your artistic endeavors because I know you're commissioning a bunch of stuff now yes so due to being um, unemployed uh, basically all year round shout out to everything um, going on um, I would have I kind of started doing art more as like therapy the past like few years um because i used to work at amazon they would give like free therapy to like their workers Mm -hmm. so i did that whenever i worked there um and then i stopped working there i'm like well i can't afford therapy so i just started painting um i always like painted and drew like growing up it was never i never did it like all the time it was kind of like here and there um but then like this past year i really started painting like almost every single night i was doing something 
And then, yeah, lost my job. And I'm like, well, I need to make money. Uh, so then I started just like selling everything that I had worked on before, like everything that I had like hung up around my apartment. Um, and then I started getting like commissions and people just like requesting like certain things. I'm like, I could maybe do this and make some kind of money out of it. Um, and then I'll also do like, like right now I'm doing like ornaments. Um, yeah, I I'm, saw that. Yeah, I'm making like some marble print ornaments. I'm selling those $5. Um, I still have those right now. I think I have like 10 left. Um, and then everything I'm taking from the ornaments, um, all those proceeds, I'm going to like a local shelter by my apartment and I'm going to see what supplies that they need. And I'm donating like all that money that I got, I'm going to get like litter, food, blankets, anything that they need. So just my, my little good karma, like putting it out there, but also like trying to make some money while I'm waiting to go back to work. But yeah, that's how I just kind of started getting into art. Absolutely. Well, where can we find this? Like, should we just like find you on social media? Where's a good place to see it? So, um, you could find it on my Facebook or Instagram or, t uh, Twitter. Um, my Facebook's Megan Phelps, M-E-A-G-H-A-N-P-A-G-L-P-S. Um, and then my Instagram, same thing. It's Megan Phelps 74, or you can find it on my Twitter. It's tittyboss69. Um, but yeah, I'll always post like all my recent things that I've been working on. Um, and then I always take commissions. So you can always message me, ask me what I can do. I can hopefully do it. I'm not like a great artist, but I'm like getting, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. Aww. So hopefully I'll be better one day, but well, that's okay. I feel like the thing is though, you are, I mean, I can't really draw very well. So especially I live in the artist lofts where I have people who like do this for a living mm -hmm. and I like look at their work sometimes. I'm like, Oh, I could never do that. You know, yeah. but I do need some wall art. So maybe now that I know that you're doing all of this, I, can hit you up and I, <laughs> I need to buy groceries and gas. Well, yeah. you know what? I, I have a job, so that's great. And I can pay for some art and yes, just, you please. know, and that's another thing. I don't price it too high because I also like I'm I'm very much a beginner artist so it's not like I'm selling something for a hundred dollars like the most expensive thing I've sold is forty dollars and that's like like a medium-sized canvas like mm -hmm. nothing too crazy um hopefully yeah I want to I, I have some like larger canvases that I'm working on right now so hopefully I can sell those for I like to say let me know how that goes because yeah. I have some camp well we'll talk about this after but what I did want to ask you is we had kind of a funny story that happened before everything shut down again. There was one night you were at the open mic, you were working, which you were great. You were doing everything. <laughs> and I remember there was these girls that came in and they were, I don't know, they were just, I mean, again, this always happens, but I remember I was like, yeah, I'm from Cincinnati. Yeah, which and they were like, Cincinnati. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And you were like, oh, these are the girls that wanted to get on stage earlier. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> do it. That's I. Oh wait, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say there's so many groups of girls that come in like oh, that. I no, bet. Yeah, yeah, these girls. Like, I'm gonna get on stage tonight, and you're like, no, no, <laughs> chill out. No, yeah, these girls specifically. Um, there's escalators that you can see from the box office, um, and they. First, they stopped by and they were like, is there a show tonight? And I was like, yeah, for sure. They're like, hey, we're gonna go get drunk in the restaurant. Be right back. And I'm like. <laughs> Awesome. Can't wait for you to come back. Cool. Um, and then I hear them a mile away coming. Well, then they just started going up and down the escalators like a hundred times, just going up and down, laughing, taking TikToks and of, stuff. Of course. I don't have um, one of those yet. So you should. It's brilliant. It's Jimmy a good way to pass time. apparently has one, though. He was like, I brilliant. have one. And I was like, what? Brilliant. Okay. Oh, God, I love TikTok. I love dark talk. Um, 
we don't have to get into that, but it's a lot of crackheads and like some questionable things that they're allowed to post on TikTok. Uh, it's really, I oh, love, wow. yeah, I love crackhead talk. It's my favorite. Um, <laughs> oh, that's, gosh. I'm not into like the whole like dancing TikTok. I'm really into like just the, the family that's into incest. And stuff. Oh, no. There's some good <laughs> stuff out there, I promise you. Um, but uh, yeah, so they were like going up and down, making their TikToks, taking Snapchats. And then one of them like fell off the escalators and I don't know how high, but she definitely fell off um, and like scraped herself up pretty bad. And then they like came running to the box office and was like, you have Band-Aids, right? And I'm like, no, I definitely don't have Band-Aids. <laughs> I don't even have a stapler. Like, no, I don't have Band-Aids. And so they were like kind of yelling at me for not having anything. I'm like, I have Kleenexes and like hand sanitizer. Like you can it use that. It was just the weirdest thing. And, and I just remember I was like, wow, what a bouncer. So shout so, out to you for just handling it yeah, down. Yeah, because they yeah. like, yeah, once they like got everything situated, they're like, well, we're signing up. We're going to be on the list. And I'm like, I don't think so. And they're like, no, 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 give me the list. And I'm like, there's not a list. And they're like, but I'm so funny. And I'm like, you're hilarious for sure. Um, no, it's not going to be a thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then throughout the show, they just got more and more drunk. The poor birthday girl, one of the girls, it was her birthday. She was so sweet. She was like super sober compared to all of her friends. Um, and she was the one that was like kind of like taking care of her friends and stuff. And yeah, they came up like the show wasn't even over yet and they like came through the lobby like about to leave because i was just like hanging out at the bar and they're like we gotta go we're so sorry but and i'm like you should definitely go and like to the other friends they're like we're so sorry i'm like it's okay <laughs> you're cool like don't worry about it but yeah you get groups like that coming in and you're like Shh, just be quiet like yeah. laugh whenever Absolutely. it's appropriate but like yeah don't just yell and, well like, i was be just weird. so impressed that you just like you know you took a situation you held it down but they still had the best time oh I yeah i saw them walking out and they're like we're coming back and i was like <laughs> yeah. okay yeah but- <laughs> yeah they yeah you just get some questionable folks coming in uh but yeah then they always leave having a good, even the people that get kicked out they're like well we'll be back next week i'm like just don't be as rowdy but yeah for sure like come back <laughs> like i'm glad you had fun i don't know and it doesn't happen all the time, but it was kind of cool to see you in action because I always see you and I'm like, you're, you know, you're an artist. You're always just like really sweet and really nice. And Thank then when I just you. saw you like hold it down, I was like, all right, Megan. Yeah. So I, yeah. you're just a bouncer by heart. You had no idea. <laughs> I really am. No, yeah. My, my boyfriend gets really mad at me sometimes because he's like, babe, you put us in situations and I can't handle it and blah, blah, blah. You just say things. I'm like, listen, like when somebody needs to be stand up for, if someone's just being like ridiculous and nobody's shutting them up, I'll be the person to be like, shut the fuck up. Like, you're not cool. Like, who are you impressing? Stop. You're or like, I'm, I get myself in trouble. Like I'll see a girl at a bar and like some guys just being like way too weird with her. So then I'll just like go up after like 10 minutes of watching this and I'm like cringing and I'll like go up and just like, Hey dude, like you're being really weird. Like you should just leave her alone. The girl's always like, thank you so much. But well, then the yeah. guy's always like, she's fine. I'm like, you don't even know her. Like you can't say if she's fine or not. Yeah. We just got to help each other out. Yeah. Ladies. Like, I, I always do. You? Um, 23, just turned 23. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Hey, Happy yeah. birthday. 23. Yeah. 23 was a good year for me. Oh, I I'm hate 30 it. Now, so. <laughs> I hate <laughs> it. I did not want to celebrate my birthday this year because I'm like, I'm old now. And I have like hip dysplasia. So like I woke up on my birthday. I'm like crackling, just like trying to get up my hip locks in. And I'm like, 
I don't want to turn older. <laughs> He's, my boyfriend's like, no, you're 23. Like, you're fine. That's not old. I'm like, but my body's 50. Like, I can't. <laughs> so I need to start doing yoga or something. I well, don't you know. can do yoga with me. I do that every morning now. Do you? So I haven't done it this week, but I have to get back. It's because, you know, the holidays and eating and things like that. Oh, man. Know. Yeah. The huge. Yeah, being stuck at home and, like, like painting. I just, every day I wake up and I'll, like, do my chores around the apartment. And then I just, like, paint for the rest of the day. And I find myself just drinking wine at 2 p.m. and then snacking on any sweets that we have around the house and then it's dinner time I'm like I'm not even hungry and because I've been eating all day and that's why I'm I gained 30 pounds so hey we're all there that's just the life of the pandemic yeah well make sure that you check out Megan Phelps on all of her social media make sure you give her some commission and then also make sure to listen to uh, Reggie the Goat Edwards album is it out yes do you know um I don't think it's out uh I think he just did his promotion for it with his with his first song so definitely keep a lookout for that um yeah, he's he's amazing. He's yeah. awesome. He's he's gonna go so far in yes. life. I can't I can't wait to see it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I can't wait for it either. Uh, well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our guest of the hour, comedian and podcast host Brendan Olson. Hello, everyone. This is Molly from the Casually Molly Podcast, and I just wanted to introduce you to my friends at the Natty Cat. This one is for you, cool cats and kittens who can't get enough of wordplay and fur babies. The Natty Cat's natural soy candles feature inventive scent combinations in glass jars with clever kitties on the labels. Hand purred with locally sourced natural soy wax, the Natty Cat's candles wood wicks create a cozy fireside crackling sound, perfect for curling up on the couch. Remember, for all of your candle and scented oil needs, please visit our friends at the Natty Cat either on Facebook or Instagram. All right, everybody, we are back with the Casually Molly podcast. I am so excited to introduce our headlining guest (laughs) this episode. Really the first headlining. No, I'm just kidding. So Brendan, great friend of mine, Brendan Olson, St. Louis-based comedian and comedian, comedian, you're close. You're so close. It's the female comedian. That's what I Comedian. Oh, okay. Yep. You know what? We'll do that too. This lady headliner over here, Brendan Olson. Yeah. The crowd goes wild. Brendan, this has been a long time coming. I I was so happy you agreed because we had talked about you being on. And then I was like, hey, hope that you're available. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now you're COVID, you know, free. Oh, yeah. That was rough. Um, Yeah. How, How do you feel? Oh, fine. I mean, my, I was really lucky because my symptoms were super mild. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, like, I got sick on, like, a Tuesday, and I felt, like, just, like, really bad cold. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm sick. I definitely have COVID. So I went to um, get tested, and I found out on a Wednesday. And so I just got done with my... Uh, 10-day quarantine on Saturday. Yeah, hey. and now you're back at work, killing best at life, so, you know. I, I, <laughs> I, I got diagnosed with COVID the day before my long weekend for the, the holiday, so I took one extra day off. But uh, so I only got <laughs> one day off for COVID, and I was felt so chipped. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. No, it was just, well, everybody was kind of getting it, and I, even with Jimmy, it was like, he's like, I don't think I have it. Maybe I'm just, like, feeling sick. And I was like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you have it, and we're not going to see each other for a couple of weeks. Anytime so. I sneeze, I'm like, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's here. Whatever. And then he got it. He goes, you were right. 
I have it. And I was like, I know. I was like, I hate to be that person. It was just like, you know, when you feel like you're such a dream crusher, like I was just like, well, because my best friend in um, Tennessee, she had it and they both had the same symptoms. So she was like FaceTiming me. He was like calling me. It was just, it was just a lot at once, but Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm glad you're feeling better, Mm -hmm. but we'll move on to a lighter topic here. (laughs) I just wanted to double check to make sure you were good. Um, I already did beforehand, but we're just going to update anybody else that's listening that is friends with you, that Brendan is good to go, living this best life. Um, So you are a St. Louis-based comedian. So let's talk about your comedy game here. Um, How did we get into comedy? Where did we, where was this all started? Uh, Yeah, so you guys were going on and on about the funny bone. uh, (laughs) Yes, what we do. Thank you. (laughs) Shout out to the funny bone. Uh, (laughs) uh, So I did my first open mic at the funny bone. Um, Tom Cook from Cape Girardeau. He was a member of a Facebook group that I started that we met through. And uh, he was coming through St. Louis on for like a business trip or something. And he stayed at my apartment. Um, and he said, let's go do this open mic at the Funny Bone. So I went and didn't, I wrote like a couple things, but didn't have anything solid. And then it was like a second before I was going on stage. And I was like, oh, I should probably figure something out. Um, you know, <laughs> probably, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and I got on stage and I did, I had that, that thing that happens when you're first starting out where like, you feel like you killed, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> you <did>. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I, I felt like I did really good for my first time. And then you chase that feeling, you know, the, the rest of the time and it, it's when they bring you up as like first timer and then you get the sympathy laughs and you're like, I'll for sure be back. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I'm, I'm a savant. I'm- yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I never had that happen. Like no one was ever like, and this is her first time. Like really? I've never, I've never felt special. Thanks St. Louis. <laughs> like, wow. now, but now, you know what? Now I have the, uh, the jaded heart and dream to run St. Louis <laughs> independent comedy. So hey. try out comedy, you guys. It's going to be great. Stlouiscomedy.com. Check but it out. Anyway. <laughs> Shout out, shout out everybody. No, I'm actually kind of happy I didn't though, because that way I didn't have that issue. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, people are just going to hate me no matter what. Yeah. It's just going to be okay. <laughs> it's gonna be, right? I was like, oh. I, I've always thought I'm like, if I ever do sign up, like I would purposely make sure it's a night where like, I kind of know who's hosting that way. I can be like, do not introduce me as a first timer. Like, I don't want that. Even though like the sympathy laughs would be really nice, but also it's just like, that's so... I don't know. That makes that puts more pressure because now everybody's like putting their drinks down. Like she's yeah. gonna choke. Like she's gonna mess up. I just would rather them see me bomb oh, yeah. as like God a casual thing. Anybody pay attention to you <laughs> yeah, while you're on stage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I always Rarely tell happens. people though in theater because when I before all of this like went down and I was producing plays and stuff, I I do a lot of precasting. But every once in a while, I would host auditions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, like, the people at the table are really rooting for you. Like, <laughs> it, it's hard to think that, because I remember being, like, young and in college, being a theater major. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so intimidating. And being, and had I known that beforehand, like, now I'm older. Sorry, guys, I don't know why my nose just suddenly itched, casually itching my <laughs> nose. Um, Pick your nose, is fine. You know, my nose is, my nose is great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, thanks to the lighting from Kia and Chris Denman. But I I wish I would have known that when I was younger and it's not until you get older and you start realizing these things. So 
anytime, like one night when I was hosting, there was a girl that was there and she was like, it's my first time. I'm really nervous. She made me feel super old because she was an undergrad and had my professor. Oh, She's wow. like, you know him. He's seen your, I showed him your picture. And I was Aww. like, oh, that was cute when I was in his class. Yeah. So just always remember that, you know, people are like, we're like, they're waiting now. If you just act like an asshole, then that's mm. a whole other ball game. And that's just not, but you know, we all live and learn. But anyway, so you did the open mic and now how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, four years. Okay. Yeah, four years in October. Three and a half if you don't count the six months everybody was off comedy. Oh, yeah. You know? (laughs) Um, But I I did some uh, online mics and stuff during that time. So, you know, you do what you can. Yeah. You know? Um, But, yeah, I've been doing it for about four years now. Nice. What I I always liked about you, too, is that um, you're very enterprising in that you started comedy. Then you actually had your own show for a while at – or did you have another show before that? Oh, uh, so, um, wow, Shannon Yarbrough and um, I – um, and uh, another San Louis comic who's not in the scene anymore um, tried to start a show down in St. Charles. Oh, okay. I didn't know about this mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was at Quintessential uh, down there in St. Charles. Which, I know exactly where that yeah, is. Oh, yeah. We called it the Quintessential Comedy Showcase. Uh-huh. Um, we did a couple, um, and they, it was actually really fun. Um, but then the venue kind of turned on us after an unfortunate open mic. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> there was, a, there was a, uh, a graduation party in the other room while the open mic was going on and it oh no didn't grandma didn't like that right. she heard the words you guys were saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah and saint charles is rough by itself uh, but you know so we had a bunch of people come out so that ended um and then i did one i ran a show over on grand at the treehouse mm-hmm. um called the night owl um comedy showcase and i did that for four months, I want yeah, to say. Yeah, because um, I was on a couple of them, yeah. which thank you. Oh, yeah, anytime. <laughs> um, I got to um, run a one-night event for the World Series of Comedy there, um, too, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. That was a really good experience. Um, and then right before COVID went down, I was running an open mic over um, on the Grove at yes. Atomic Cowboy. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, they had us on Tuesday, or, yeah, they had us on, like, Tuesdays and then switched us to Sunday, and then switch the venue on us mm. but we were chugging along <laughs> yeah well it was cool the night that i went we actually ended up doing a workshop which yeah, i thought was, was the like the one. most helpful mm-hmm. thing because i for me it's kind of intimidating like that's the thing i don't really care about random people but mm-hmm. it's always intimidating to be in front of your your peers mm-hmm. because you, you like you learn to respect each other so much so i was like oh my gosh but it was probably the most helpful feedback so when I went and did that set again, I just remember, well, shout out to Max Price. He like gave <laughs> me some notes and I was like, it like flipped the whole joke around. And I was like, thank you. Thank you, Max. Like, I was like so much. Um, but yeah, it was like one of those helpful things. And I was so thankful to you for that. Yeah. So that's what I'm kind of wondering, you know, once, you know, we don't really know what the future of everything is necessarily going to be. I know eventually it'll go back to something. So mm-hmm. do you kind of feel like you're going to continue to produce shows or open mics once this is all kind of complete yeah, yeah um i mean doing producing shows is a part of the process but it's not a part that i love necessarily um i i do think that it's important and i am really happy to be able to like contribute to the scene um 
But, but hopefully I start getting more work. Yes. Because <laughs> I like doing comedy. Yeah, <laughs> Running absolutely. shows is fine, but it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, people don't realize, it's like when you're running a show, like a lot of it you're doing it yourself. Because mm-hmm. that's what I did with my shows is that you kind of run everything, you know, alone. You're like, all right, I'm going to do production. I'm going to do this. Like we were just talking about this beforehand, like running a podcast by mm-hmm. yourself. And you don't want like a lot of input because you kind of want to do your own thing. And podcasting is kind of a vessel to be able to be creative versus on radio, you kind of have to take a break at a certain point. You've got sponsors, yeah. you've got this, where this, you know, we have a paid slot, but we have time to be able to kind of have conversations mm-hmm. like these and sit down, which is what I kind of want to lead into. Mm-hmm. On top of comedy, you have a really great podcast. If anybody should check it out, it's on, is it on like just all streaming services? <laughs> I listen on Spotify, yeah, so that's it's, why I'm It's on everything except Google, because they, are not responding to my emails. Oh my <laughs> so, that happens. Sometimes, you know, we uh, Silicon Valley turns us down, and that's okay. Not all of us can be a Mark Zuckerberg here. But um, it is called Coping. Yeah. And as Megan and I had mentioned, excuse me, earlier, it was the uh, number two podcast on the Reader's Poll for the Riverfront Times in St. Hey. Louis. Uh, I have actually enjoyed listening to it uh i remember when you first started it you sent me a message you were like how do i kind of go about this and mm-hmm. we had a conversation and now you've been adding the intro music to it yeah. which i love yeah um and it's funny to say like oh i love this intro music because it is about an interesting niche that normally people are hesitant mm-hmm. to discuss so why don't you kind of talk about coping and the message behind it and why you started it uh yeah so i started coping this year um in the depths of uh covid quarantine um i'd had the idea for probably six months before that <clears throat> but um it's um it's about dealing with death and uh i talked to people who have experienced a lot of comedians people i know um had a few of my coworkers come on uh, that just <laughs> talk me. about. Oh, your friend. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just choked on some water. Because the last time people do a serious subject and I just either a coaster flies or I choke on water. I'm you sorry. just ruin it. It's uh, fine. I do. I feel terrible. I'm like casually ruining this whole moment. But go ahead. Sorry, uh, I talk about death and you're like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she just killed her boyfriend. He's in the back of her car. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm just choking. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I don't know why this. This is, this is so funny. But Can you just not handle death? Is this why yeah, you're, you're giggling? You're well, like, oh. not until I listen to Brendan's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a tough um, it's a tough subject to broach, but uh, you know, I just try to do it in a way that um, really highlights the the person's journey through um, grief and coming to terms with uh, their loss. And I tell this to every guest. Um, before I bring them on, uh, I say, you know, I really want this to be whatever you need it to be. Um, so I don't have any, I try to ask questions, um, based on their story, but you know, a lot of the same things come up and it's all very interesting. Um, and it's definitely can be hard to do sometimes, like definitely have a decompression, uh, period after every episode. Um, I've cried on air twice, I think, (laughs) um, 
Uh, shout out to Josh Slope, who made me cry Aww. for the first time during the podcast. A um, man that can show his emotions. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Caroline wouldn't agree. But. Yeah. <laughs> Pussy. That's all right. You guys have that ginger bond going on. We've got the ginger That's podcast true. here today. And I have like a little bit of red still kind of left in there, but you're a part. I'm you're a part. part of I'm it. a part of the team. Yeah. The ginger trio. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's just the beard. My regular hair is like non-existent n- n- <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, well, it's normally mud brown <laughs> but yeah that's why i shave it off <laughs> i love that oh man but uh, yeah um i started doing it because uh my son's mother passed away um what a hard turn sorry. <laughs> okay. i mean i choked during your moment and then now we talked about you being bald. now i just roast brendan <laughs> while he talks about it sorry yeah, my, my son's dead mother yeah, yeah. that's Keep okay going. um actually her uh her two-year death anniversary is this month um on the 21st Oh, but um, yeah, uh, so I mean, that's been a journey too. And it definitely uh, did a lot of things to me as far as like healing even. Um, but I guess I really just wanted to try and share that experience with a lot of people. Um, and then I uh, also watched that uh, Netflix show. Um, shit. You know, you would think after all the Netflix, we've probably yeah. all been watching. Describe we would it. Know. Mid- Midnight Gospel. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've Duncan Trussell. Oh, yeah. Uh, Detrus. I, <laughs> I really like Duncan Trussell. Um, He's brilliant. But uh, if you haven't watched it, it's really great. It's a really cool show. I have so many, and you know how it is. You have yeah. all these shows. So I'm just going to add this to the list, but mm-hmm. go ahead. So Midnight it, it, Gospel. Just watch the last episode. <laughs> it's uh, it's him interviewing his mom who's dying of cancer. And it's, like, really touching. And it kind of inspired me to um, really, like, buckle down and start doing this podcast. So Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that was the reason why. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, great show. Thanks. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. But you Love know, it. I what I find interesting. Well, now, do you, well, I'll ask you this too. Do you book your guests, or do they kind of ask you like, "Hey, I want to share my story"? Just because I, I wouldn't know how to. I guess it, like, how would you book people? Be like, I'm sorry, have you experienced <laughs> loss, death, depression? No. Bye. You know? <laughs> how do you filter through this? So, um, that's a, it. Was actually something I didn't think about before I started. And then once I was like five or six episodes in, I was like, oh, I don't know that many people who have had death in their life, or at least not a lot of people talk about it. Which Ooh, you should have me come on the show. I'll make you cry. Oh, who died? My cat, Perry. It was a really rough time. That Every is... time I would drink, I would ball my eyes out at the end of the night. And then Ronaldo do become a part of your dude, family. Dude, yeah, Ronaldo. We would just be driving to go get t- Jack in the Box or something, and I would just start crying, looking out the window, and he's like, "Is it Perry again?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." She just had her. It was like her four four year anniversary was the twenty first when she passed away. So uh, yeah, well, the, I get it. <laughs> that brings it's up, a cat, but I get it. <laughs> no, that brings up something interesting because I really like as well as well as trying to find people, and it's I always say it's the podcast I never want to invite people on, mm-hmm. you know, because it means that they yeah, had yeah. somebody die. Right. Um, but I had to decide pretty quickly, like, what I was going to put on the podcast and what I was going to include um, in my genre. Um, and it, and I definitely, like, didn't want to turn anybody away that wanted to talk about pet death. Mm-hmm. But it was also something that, like, 
you know, is that respectful to the other guests? Yeah, yeah, you right. know? That's what, yeah you should have, like, I don't know, you should dive in, like, different episodes of, mm-hmm. like, human death or even deaths of, like, friendships, like, losing that relationship mm-hmm. and, and then pets and stuff like that. Because there's, like, so many people can cope with, like, all those things. And, like, because after a while, you're going to kind of run out of people or ideas or something and like eventually like you gravitate into like that yeah we're uh, just workshopping his yeah, this, is, okay. this, this is, is like what this is about yeah. because i like i said i find it interesting when people are talking about it because i'm somebody who's uncomfortable like even when my parents like talk about death like and my parents are in their 70s and they'll just like talk about it like it's no big deal mm-hmm. like my dad's like I've lived a good life if I mm-hmm. drop today it'd be fine and I'm You're like, like dad but me what? Yeah. What about me and he's like no I'll be around but you know like you turned out great and I'm, I'm really happy for you know like he just doesn't I mean obviously like of course maybe that's his like way of coping of being mm-hmm. like yeah. you know using humor as mm-hmm. something like that but it's hard like my mom will be like here's like what happens when we like you you know they say like here's the security box for this or whatever and it's something you don't want to talk about and I get upset I'm like no 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 um so your podcast actually kind of helped me kind of not necessarily prepare for that I don't think that's the right vernacular but just kind of understanding where people are coming from too just Mm -hmm. on the same time for people who have lost a parent or a relative I, people are like, and I, I know that a lot of people are like, oh, Molly, you're nice. So it's okay. Like whatever you do, you're helping. But I feel like I never have the right words or I don't have the right thing to say to somebody mm-hmm. because what well, what is the right thing and to say? Yeah. There's, yeah. N- there's never a, like, there's nothing right to say. And also you never want to say the most cliche thing. Like I'm here anytime. Just shoot me a message. It's like, no, they're never going to message you. They're never going to do that. Like you need to just step out of your box, send them an edible arrangement. Like that's something. And just like have a nice message. Just like, just thinking of you. Yeah. Like that's like a nice little thing that like people can receive that and just be like, okay, like somebody was just thinking of me and they didn't go into that cliche thing of yeah. like saying like, I know it's so hard. I can't imagine and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you can't imagine because this is my life. This is my world. Like I'm the only one that can decide like how I'm feeling. And even though like everybody else has also been through like similar situations, but like, yeah, it's always like a weird thing to like talk with others about. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, I mean, Definitely going through that um, was there was something I noticed that nobody knows how to talk to somebody who's had uh, a, de- a recent death. Um, I felt like when I was going through it, a lot of people treated like the the person who died, Verdana. I it, she got treated like something that happened to me and not something that was part of my life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really have thought about this question a lot. Um, and I really think that that's a really good answer is like always sending something, buy me things. I'm always <laughs> <laughs> $100. <laughs> right. I don't know. I need new underwear. That's always great. But also, um, you know, even if you just ask them about the person that died or, you know, like, uh, you know, have them introduce that person to you, not like in a, like, please tell me everything yeah. about, you know, your relationship, but I'm just have them tell you about the person that's like always... actually starting a conversation mm-hmm. instead of just the if you ever need to talk you can always come to it's the so like mm-hmm. what was your favorite part about them like immediately getting into a conversation and like they'll reply if they want to mm-hmm. and if yeah. they don't it's it's up to them but yeah that's like 
yeah, I really, I like that. Yeah, and, and it, sometimes it can feel too personal and sometimes it can be, because especially if the person is sensitive. Yeah. Um, that, and then, you know, just talking about their grief as a as a separate thing is always a good thing too. Mm-hmm. And just asking about that, making sure they're eating and showering and mm-hmm. not drinking all the time. And Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's a huge thing is making sure they're taking care of their health. That's, yeah, because a lot of people, they, yeah, they go into drinking or drugs or something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're, you're forgetting for like a few hours or whatever for the night and you can pass out and that's whatever. But that like, that long term, what's, what am I trying to say? The long term longevity of all that that you're doing to like your body is like yeah. terrible. And then you're always going to go back to that. Anytime you like feel any kind of emotion, you're going to try to compress it and mm-hmm. yeah it's so crazy i'm i don't drink a lot um but I, the first time i ever thought that like an alcoholic drink tasted really good was right after donna died and right. i was like oh shit i get it yeah you know but it was nice that you were like conscious of that mm-hmm. and like yes immediately you're like okay well <laughs> i'm not gonna go down this route maybe for a week but like right. <laughs> i'll cut it out after mm-hmm. yeah that that's tough yeah but, um, you know, it's led to um, a lot of amazing things, too, and it's helped uh, me and my son grow a lot. So Yeah, um, oh, I believe it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, talking talking is, like, the best medicine you can get. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, anytime I go through, like, anything rough in my life, just, like, I, I'm very secretive, and I, I just keep everything inside, and mm-hmm. I hate, because I hate showing, like, my real emotion and stuff. That's like I do too. Yeah. I oh, I'm so terrible. Like I, my senior year of high school, um, my like childhood best friend. Our families were like really close. We lived. We were neighbors. She passed away in a car accident the oh summer God. before our senior year, and that was like you just think about like, well, the past four years, we haven't really talked to each other. We were always nice in the hallways, but like, we just lost connection. You like think about all this stuff and you get really upset. And like, nobody in my life knew that I was like depressed because of like all of that and like losing her. And like, cause it was always one of those, like, you'll be at my wedding. I'll be at your wedding. Duh. Both of our families will be there. Like that's no question about it. That's, that's the plan. And like, yeah, everything happens. And like, I would not talk about it. But then the older I get, I realize like anytime something happens, like I'll hold it in for like a few months, but then afterwards I'm okay with talking. Like I'm okay. And then you realize like, oh wow, you're supposed to talk about this stuff, especially like with like somebody close in your life or even just like a stranger. Like if they're going through something, you can be like, well, Hey, and then you just start talking and have like a 30 minute conversation. Like I found that like God, I have the best conversations with strangers and we'll just start crying and stuff. And we're like, I needed that. See ya. <laughs> like, and that's in like, oh my God, talking's literally the best medicine. Well, that's why I feel like you, not to, well, here we are talking, but, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's so true. I feel like even just with these podcasts, sometimes like I'll have something going on even before I walk in here and I'm like, all right, well, I'm meeting with the friend or I have, you know, a guest, like even today was kind of nuts. And, you know, I always get kind of sensitive during the holidays just because like, it's hard when you don't have like a lot of family in the same area mm-hmm. as you. And so like, that's like another thing too with COVID, I won't be able to like see as many people, but then like I have an enlightening conversation with like two of my friends and then I walk, I know what I ha- it happens all the time. I, like walk out and I'm like, oh, I just feel so changed. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. You know, it's something that goes away and then kind of comes back, but it's just that human connection. It, even though sometimes it ebbs and flows, you're a hundred percent correct, mm-hmm. which is what I love about you. What I think you have a really nice gift about is that 
you know, I, I, it happens a lot on Casually Molly. I'll get really excited about something, but it's just a different podcast. Like a lot of times, like, you know, you'll have people like talk about a show or music or anything like that, but you have a great skill of listening and oh, yeah. sitting there because it is such a heavy topic and you don't interrupt somebody else's mm-hmm. story. You're like, here, we're going to kind of pick the layers of everything and everything always seems, even though, you know, we can't really get a conclusion of, you know, everything together, mm-hmm. but it somehow concludes on a good note mm-hmm. every time. So yeah. how, like, I mean, you just have such a natural knack for it. So how do you like, you know, we were talking about kind of like branching out and where do you kind of see the podcast going from here? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd, I'd really just like to keep doing it. Um, and I, I definitely like have, uh, well, here, I'll answer your question first. I'd really like podcast uh, coping to be um, a non-advertising just sort of project that I do. Um, and then I'd like to have other projects on the side that maybe become as popular as this podcast is. Sure. Um, Thanks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm Whatever. just like, okay, it's fine. Whatever. thank you, though. I'm not the number two in the RFT, though, okay? <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> it was a reader poll. Yeah, I, I like it, though. Good, um, good job, readers. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd really like coping to kind of stay as, like, a pet project that I that I really love doing and that it's something that um, doesn't ever become like a job to me. Um, but, you know, in, in regards to what you were saying, um, <laughs> I, I really, I, I actually pre-apologize to my every guest that I have. I'm like, look, if I interrupt you on the podcast, I'm sorry. Because um, the, the first, um, I think, seven episodes were all um, over the air. Like, we didn't do anything in person. Um, uh, partially because I'm techno- technologically inept and also because of COVID. Um, so I would always be like, well, look, I can't see you. You can't see me. If I interrupt you, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and it just kind of fostered this, me being hypervigilant of that, um, fostered um, me just really listening to the story and letting them get out and then just kind of asking questions that I think would... Um, be good for the person to explore at the time and um and then ending on a positive note I, I always tell them this before we interview as well that i was asked the same question at the end of the podcast which is you know what was the biggest lesson you learned from experiencing the death and it's always positive it's it's always something positive um and, and i think that's something that is is very genuine as well i don't think it's somebody trying to force um, a positive message or a silver lining in somebody's death. I, I do think that going through grief while painful and hard is something that you come out of better. Yeah. Um, or, or at least different. Um, and I think a lot of people learn something from it. So that's kind of how I try to keep it pretty positive. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what, like I said, that's what I like is that, you know, and that's real life, though. Brendan, is that, you know, when you do go through grief, there, I hate to be like, there's a light at the end (laughs) of the tunnel, but there really is. Like, that's how I kind of feel, because I lost a friend when I was in college, and we were really close, and I remember I was at the gym, and my 
friend, my roommate, who was very actually my freshman roommate. Shout out to Natalie. You were fantastic. Like, we're still friendly to this day. We still Aww. like each other. Like, we were even at random. and But yeah, that we were very close to the point where I'm just, I remember I was like on the treadmill and I was like in theater and I was producing and I had like 18 credit hours. I remember I was just like on top of the world. And um, I had had a friend that had cancer in high school. And one of her things she wanted to do, even though she couldn't participate necessarily in class, she wanted to walk for the St. Ursula graduation. Mm-hmm. And like, I tear up just thinking about it. Like now, I remember she came out with her mom and the walker and everybody stood up mm-hmm. at the same time. And it was the most beautiful moment. I will never forget it for the rest of no, my yeah. life. But the thing is when you're young and you're like 18, you think like, oh, you're gonna overcome it. You're gonna be, you're gonna be okay. And when Natalie was like, my friend Karen Durbin, she also was in college with me. She was um, she was just in a different major, but I guess Karen came looking for me and Natalie was like, I, I just think that you need to come back. I feel like something is wrong. And that's when Karen was like, she ended up passing. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, it was good and not good for that, but it was good that it happened on Thanksgiving weekend because that way I could go home mm-hmm. and be with mm-hmm. everybody because no, I was yeah. like even if I had to take class off I would have but yeah. it was almost like you know I came back and you know the, we were at our high school and all of our friends were together and it's like a beautiful thing that I have a connection still with her dad and her mom because we'll still see they come to all of our events mm-hmm. at uh, like different weddings different things they saw me do comedy at a wedding I was like oh, oh Jesus I'm <laughs> oh my so God, sorry a wedding. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. and there's some they were like you were so good to our daughter and I'm like I am so sorry you to see this shitty comedy <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank you like I turned out great I know great like literally I was like you guys are so supportive and oh it's just it was terrible but they are just probably like the kindest people but um you know I, I I always was wondering like how do people who go through experiences like this not to be on a soapbox here but and so positive and then through your podcast I kind of saw how people dealt with grief and how they ended on a good note where mm-hmm. they had like a positive lesson out of it. And what I thought was interesting too, it's just like what Megan touched on, everybody's like, I wanna talk about this person. Like I want their life to be remembered, which is kind of crazy how we as humans are like, oh, I don't wanna bring anything up. Mm-hmm. If it's anything wrong, it's like, no, I would love to talk about my dad. I would mm-hmm. love to talk about my mom. I would love to talk about, I would just like to talk about these people. So mm-hmm. I really appreciate you kind of touching on a niche that necessarily may be sensitive and kind mm-hmm. of scary towards other people and bringing a light towards it, you know? <laughs> so well, like, I haven't done my research, but like, I feel like there's not a lot of podcasts like that. Uh, not, I didn't look before I started it <laughs> because I didn't want to get discouraged. Well, then everybody watched yours and they started and they're like, I was the first one actually. <laughs> See that? It's going to be so popular. Everybody's like, I'm going to teach some people. And Brendan's like, already did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I was thinking about starting another project. I, I, death wasn't uh, hard enough for me. I'm going to start, I want to start talking to people about their parents mm-hmm. um, and their relationship with their parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's something I've been considering starting a podcast about too. Um, okay. And I'm going to monetize the hell out of that one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Get that money. Get that promo. <laughs> no, oh but, my gosh. You know, I, I like talking to people about the the things they don't talk about. I mean, who talks about their parents to other people? You know? I'd actually would probably be actually kind of entertaining because yeah. you talk about your parents. Like 
there'd be some things obviously that would have to delve a little bit deeper but i'm sure who knows what would you call that casually parenting i don't know it'll be an offshoot of your podcast i would be totally okay still together (laughs) that'd be a good one it's like hi i'm brendan olson and i'm molly ambergy and this is casually parenting are you coping with uh trauma uh heartache (laughs) like it's just i don't know i i all right i'm down with this this is yeah what did we just come up with you guys what just happened (laughs) yeah i'll be your first guest i'll i'll tell about all my family drama that'll be great this they're going through a divorce right now Ooh, (laughs) let's get into it it's okay Um, i moved out i don't have to spend weekends at my dad's (laughs) we don't have to worry about that (laughs) yeah um so it's you know i just like talking to people about shit they don't want to talk to me about yeah you're a great person for that oh stop you're just okay person you're okay just remind us where you can find it though oh yeah so you can find it on uh, apple podcast spotify um an app called tune in and I also believe it's on the Amazon podcast. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> wow. I just, I just checked Amazon. all the boxes on my distributor. Did you just see how, like, we got to, oh, oh Amazon. Amazon. Oh, my God. <laughs> the second time they're plugged today. I know, right? Wow. <laughs> Google's my white whale, though. I'll get you Google one of these days. One of these days. That's right. You'll get there. You'll get there. I mean, when I, yeah, they're when not I, replying I, you. <laughs> when I submitted my Love podcast it. to Spotify, now all the podcasts episodes, even the ones that had very bad audio in the beginning, which like some people are still listening to, which thank you for that. Um, I'm glad that's entertaining people at this time. Um, Spotify didn't even accept the first season of it because the audio was probably so oh, bad. Man. So they started the second season when everything was a lot better. So I, which like is kind of a blessing. So if you like Spotify, thank you for listening to the good audio. I appreciate it. Um, but we'll actually transition here. So we're gonna end. So speaking of positive notes, we're gonna. I'm gonna have you guys weigh in on something that actually recently happened to me. Ooh. So I kind of touched about this, but I I kind of want the validation that. Jimmy didn't give to me about how well I handled this. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love this already. So, Let's go. It doesn't have to do with death, but uh, my day job is I'm an essential worker. Finally, somebody is, this, you know, I'm essential. I literally went from one essential job for another. I worked at a hotel and now I sell people apartments to move wow, into, which is very exciting. Oh, oh, thank yeah. you. Yes. And I can't do some comedy. I might as well just live out my dream. Yeah. Yet. Um, I'm looking for a place. So. Oh, you know what? Just let me know. I will, Did you ever uh, find a place? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, side note. I'm closing on a house. Oh, my God. Right. I saw the drama with that. Oh, so. God. <laughs> That was, that was some drama. I just, I'm going to restrain myself from dishing. <laughs> oh. Well, like, all I don't we know. can we leave with that for sure is that Brendan does have a place to live. So he's not homeless, him. even though he might look it. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I'm kidding. Chilly homeless I'm kidding. person. Yeah. So, Where's your sorry. beanie? I was like, we got the beanie, we got the bald, and I have to get a haircut um, up this upcoming Saturday. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I was sitting at my desk, mm-hmm. and the doorbell ringed, and the Oh my God. It's like, you know how everything happens in threes? They said Amazon delivery. So of course I was like, sure, come on in. You I see hate you, Jeff. Oh my God. I hate him. Well, so this man comes in and he's in a blue jacket that says Amazon, everything. Kind of hot. And no. <laughs> 
I wish. I did yeah. have a hot UPS driver when I was in high school, but that's a whole other story. Ooh, I had one when I worked at the gas station, but he was like 50 and I was like 18, but I'm like... <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I have dog treats. I don't know if you have a dog, but I got them. Hi. I, uh, I had blonde highlights in high school for a minute. So when UPS came, I felt like legally blonde. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a whole other episode about uh, hot men in uniform. Yeah. UPS, uh, Amazon, you name it. We're, we're going to talk about that. I may be taken, but I'm not stopping at looking. What? Does that make sense? <laughs> that, Sorry. It started really uh, strong, but it didn't. <laughs> and then you just, just saw wife. my confidence level. You said, oh, she's... <laughs> Anyways, continue. <laughs> so this strange Amazon. So he comes in, and he, I gotta give it to him. He did come in with the story. And at first, like, you, but again, I was a theater major, so people try to do this all the time. And I was also in retail. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes in, he's like, yeah, I'm one of the Amazon supervisors. And I was like, oh, is there a, pro-? which like sometimes Amazon drivers do leave packages outside of our door. So I was like, maybe this does have to do with that. We've had a few tenants complain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, I'm just here because I have to check to see if you got the correct amount of packages. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I have a scanner and I have to scan and see which ones are for you guys and which ones have to be returned. And you know when you're just kind of like in shock, right? Like you're just like, what? This doesn't even make any sense. And Jimmy's like, did he even have a scanner? And I was like, well, he did take out his phone, which was encased in something, but it was encased in something like this, mm. like a clear. So I was like, dude, this is amateur hour. Like, yeah, I know no. what I'm doing here. So when you have more than one package, I just put it in the front just so that way I don't have to keep going back. And then thank God the rest were all the way in the back of the building, basically, when my boss's office that was locked. And I, he passes the desk and he starts pretending to like scam things. But here's the joke. Like see how my phone has, well, now it's got my, my dog Polly. But <laughs> beforehand, I think his phone was maybe dead. So he was trying to pretend to scam no. something. And here's the thing. I was like, oh my God, he's, he's gonna try to rob some packages. But I also got pissed because I had organized them so well oh, by Molly. apartment number oh. and he messed them all up and I just stood up and I was like what are you doing just like what is happening yeah, don't and he it. was like what do you mean and I was like you're messing everything up he's like I'm a supervisor I know no. what I do no 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 no, no. and I was just like no no and he goes this is actually one that needs to be returned well sure enough it said UPS on it and I was like well it doesn't no. because it says Am- or it says UPS and you're uh, messing up my packages <laughs> and he goes oh well, I don't know. I don't know how I did that. And all I said to him, I was like, well, I think you need to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will see you later. And I don't even know. I just, I, I just like sent him off. And he just goes, well, is there anything I can help you with out now? And I was Girl, like, go. <laughs> no. I just went, no, actually, there isn't. <laughs> you can leave. No, you're you actually bothering like, you can, me. You, you can leave now. If you need, you know, if you need yeah, to Yeah, reorganize these, actually. But, yeah, right. So I had a mess. I was, like, upset that this guy... So we just left, and I remember just sitting there, and we have, like, all these Christmas decorations up, and I'm just sitting here looking at these twinkling lights, and I'm like, oh, my God, I almost just got robbed. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. like luckily, he left, because I just went, so I think you need to go. Mm-hmm. And he's like, was there anything else I could, no. No. You just need, need to leave. So my boss, of course, comes in right after, and he's like, anything I missed? And I was like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> like, yeah, no, they definitely have, like, a scanner scanner. Yeah. Like, because I, I don't know how it is for, like, because I know they have, like, their side um, job for, like, the employees where, like, 
because whenever I worked there, it was like they they would offer it to us, like we'll give you fifty thousand dollars and for you to buy all these vans, and then you can have your own team of people, and then you just come to the warehouse, pick up your stuff, whatever, and then you go and deliver. So I don't know if you can scan from your phone now, but like before I would see like they would actually have like real scanners um and also just because you can buy a hoodie that says Amazon or a jacket that says Amazon like you should still like have your badge to be able to show people like Mm -hmm. I am a part of this company yeah yeah no especially yeah if it's phones just black and you can't see and they just for the the record they do have scanners because I have especially now with COVID times I have at least five or six Amazon drivers a day yeah they look like little they're like little scanner guns yeah so basically when I'm asking did I casually co with this the way that I should have. I think you should have uh, grabbed his throat, pushed him up against the wall, and said, you can't mess with me today, cowboy, and then kicked him out the door. I just couldn't believe he was like, I'm a supervisor, I know what I'm doing. And I just remember I got up, and I was like, just because you throw off the S word doesn't mean anything. No, I think you did great. Thanks. You didn't do anything bad to where he could call the cops and sue you. Um, yeah. You also didn't let him do anything bad. Mm-hmm. So did your boss give you a holiday raise? Oh, my gosh. Oh, he definitely gave me some really nice, actually, satin hand sanitizer. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> In this day and age? Oh, my God. We'll take it's it. It's really nice. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I, like, wash my hands go, with it. This is beautiful. Like, after I give tours, I'm like, this is great. But yeah, I just wanted to know your opinion, Brendan, so that way Jimmy can leave me alone. Because he was just like, babe, you need to be careful. And I'm like, wouldn't you just tell me good job? Hello. So that's why I was like wondering, do you think I casually coped with this the way that I should have? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, I see, just with my job working for Cash App, I see people try to get scammed all the time. Mm-hmm. And these scammers are bold. Dude. Uh, <laughs> like I, They're starting to casually being scammed. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I had a, so I do phone support for cash app and i had a lady call in today and she was like yeah i had a guy call me and he was like um your account is locked you need to send me a thousand dollars so we can unlock your cash app account and uh, and she was like and then i asked for his id badge or his employee number and he hung up yeah and it's like we called you didn't have any like backup plan for that you're just I guess I think scamming is a numbers game. Yeah. Dude, there's there's this guy on YouTube. I don't know his name or else I would plug him. Um, But he, like, pretends to, like... Like, he'll talk to, like, these scammers that keep, like, calling him and, like, harassing him. But then on his computer, he will hack into their computer. And then, like, like there was this one video where he hacked into, like, their Skype, like, conversation of, like, all their employees. And they're, like, talking about, they're, like, yeah, we're getting this guy so good, blah, blah, blah. And so then, like, during their conversations on Skype, he'll just randomly say one of the names that's on that conversation while he's talking to, like, somebody. <laughs> and they're, like, excuse me. And they're, like, yeah, like, how's blah, blah, blah doing? And they're, like oh my god what and then he'll like continue to like hack into the computers and like what? see what they're doing and then because they'll just be like you need to go to this page blah 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 click this put in your credit card number all this stuff and he's like okay yeah yeah, yeah. well will so-and-so help me on the other line and they're like how do you know that name and like they freak out and like oh my god i don't know his name i can't remember i saw it like the past summer this past summer i like watched it and He's brilliant. I don't know how he hacked into like their like software or anything, but just seeing him getting the scammers was beautiful. I yeah. loved it. Bring them down, man. Mm-hmm. Bring them down. Yeah, yes. play their game. If they're going to do that, yeah, get them mm-hmm. and be smarter than them because that's what he was. He was just way smarter than them. And Yeah. 
company's gone. It was just the craziest thing. Like I was telling Jimmy, I was like, I'm going to get the validation for it today. He's like, well, I'm sure that Brendan and Megan will be impressed. Jimmy doesn't have a high opinion of us. I th- <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy knows who I am. What? Oh my God. <laughs> Jimmy Day, the one that had COVID. What? <laughs> I had COVID too. <laughs> Shut up, Brendan. Not everything's about you. Dang. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, speaking Sorry, of just <laughs> you know, coping during this time frame. What have you guys been kind of doing to keep busy during all of this? You've been nice. doing art. You've been doing podcasting. But is yeah. there, any, uh, is there any, have you watched like a certain movie yeah. or uh, listen to some music, anything like that, that you would recommend our listeners to listen to? You go first. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I've been re- I've been watching a lot of Futurama. Okay. Um, which I watched like episodes of when I was a kid, but never like watched the full thing. Uh, oh, um, Midnight Gospel. Check that yes. out. That was really good. And um, I want to I come up with something productive that I've done other than, like, the podcast. Um, <laughs> I used my government money to buy a drone. Oh, yeah. Did you crash it? <laughs> Jimmy's brother has a drone. He just used it the other day. Yeah. So I'm sorry, other people that had to use your COVID money for bills. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, me. <laughs> I kept my job the whole time, yeah. so it was just gravy for me. But um, I bought a drone, and I did wreck it mm-hmm. the fourth time I used it. Yep, that's how it goes. They've got like a, it's got like a sport mode where it flies like 30 miles an hour. Um, and I was at Queenie Park, and I just flew it right into a tree. I mean, Jesus just Christ. directly into the tree. I don't know where I was looking or what, but and a whole propeller fell off. Oh, you know, like the wing, and my dad glued it back on for me. Did it work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It did. It's oh wow, though. you're lucky it worked. <laughs> yeah, because fixing that stuff is so expensive. My dad's really into like like the helicopters mm. and the planes and stuff. And for one Christmas. He got like a really expensive, like a $200. It was either like an airplane or, I'm gonna say it was a helicopter. And like, it was Christmas day, he opens it. He's like, let's go to the field, baby, let's go. And flies it and immediately went into our tree and broke, like couldn't fix it. It was like a hundred dollar repair. If you go to like the little little stores, yeah, not worth it. No, <laughs> the, the the drones and the model airplanes are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My dad was really into it for a little while, and he has this giant, like... It's a dad thing. It is like a dad. Yeah. I, oh, God. <laughs> You're a dad. Do you forget? I'm a cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> that we'll ma- means I'm lame. Yeah, um, <laughs> if you say it out loud, yep. But he's got, like, <laughs> it's got, like, a four-foot wingspan. He built it himself oh from God. scratch. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh, wow. But it was, like, a million dollars, I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, I there was all one parts. plane I built, so I had, like, one phase of it, even though I was a girl, I guess. Like, literally. We can build gendered. Seriously, want. people all the time were always surprised when I was little. I was actually a little bit more of a tomboy than I was. Same. Obviously now, look at me. It's probably not that <laughs> I didn't all, even want to wear a bra because I thought that was too girly. I was so upset. I cried. <laughs> I wore like, a bra. Yeah, so. I, my mom was. My sports bra. I was like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, sports bra. Yeah, oh, I, I would cried. literally always. I never wore a wired bra until I think 
maybe high school. Yeah. I always same. would get like just like the soft bras, no yes. underwire. Cause I was yes. like, people know I got titties and oh, uh, like I can't do. Oh man. And now I'm like, I wish I had more titties. Like I can't. I'm buying push up bras that are extra padded from Victoria's Secret Bombshell. Hey, what's that's up? That's right. I used to I got it Victoria's on. Secret. Doesn't look like Just a, set a side note there. That's yeah. a whole other podcast. Yeah. We'll have to do that. Sorry, but, uh, yeah, I. I love how many topics we covered. We covered your album art, uh, you being a bouncer at the Funny Bone. Yeah. Um, yeah. We covered Brendan's podcast. I teared up. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I built a model plane, so now we we know that, and I still have it in our house. My dad kept it because it's a dad thing. <gasps> wow. What is this? So Good my dad, dad, you know, everybody's dad like worked together for that. Um, <laughs> so who knows? Maybe that's something I'm gonna do now. I am trying this new. I bought a kit. I don't know if like you have to buy a kit for it, but I googled it because I've heard like three people on three different podcasts saying that they're trying out paint by numbers. Oh yeah! yeah. So uh, I'm like Sean from the Sean Funny Bone. Yeah. was one of the people I heard on a podcast. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I was he, like, if Sean's doing it, I better do it. Yeah, he because he like found out that I like painted and stuff, and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna bring some mix." I think he was giving them to like the waitresses there, Aww. and uh, yeah, he like showed me one of them, and I'm like that's what they're doing now like mm-hmm. they are beautiful like they're so intricate he's like i just amazon whatever and i'm like yeah, see that's what i went on dude yes, they're yes. so cool i'm like you can't even tell it's a paint because normally okay. it's like the dog with a flower that's and- what i'm kind of worried about as i was like all right i'm gonna try doing this and so jimmy built me an easel for a play oh. yeah it was actually really sweet he has like a woodworking thing he's like i'll make one in 10 minutes and like 30 minutes later he's like shaving it down i was like i'm so sorry that i made yeah. you do this but it was in the play it worked out oh. but um and the artist lost we have like a paint room so i was like you know i've never used it and i'm not really much of an artist so i was so like maybe fun. i'll do paint by numbers so who knows yeah maybe you can kind of help me yes some stuff i'll even it. bring some canvases if you screw it up and be like well let's just do our own thing uh, yeah you just please Megan. i would bring, love just it bring, bring your mask i've got mine my new one shout out to the daily disco my friend runs it and it's called it says i slay but hey. spelled s-l-e-i-g-h but uh, I'm glad we're all keeping busy. What I'll ask the last question here before we close out, Brendan, you've done comedy, you've done podcasting, you're a parent. Uh, for somebody who's maybe kind of in your shoes, maybe what you were, you started four years ago, mm-hmm. what is some advice that you could give them? Especially, I know right now it's kind of a weird time to be pursuing comedy, mm-hmm. but you know, you never know. Maybe you could start writing a little bit. What's some advice you could give somebody right now during this time? Make it good. Go to therapy <laughs> first. <laughs> Just go to therapy. That's, that's <laughs> what you need to do. Um, I guess if you want to start comedy right now, um, I don't know. It's so hard to give advice because I started in in such a a situation that really fostered my love for the scene and my uh, ability to perform my craft. <laughs> shut up, shut up. Um, Notice how I didn't choke on my water there. So. <laughs> it's all good. It was all um, natural. No, I mean, I do know a couple of people that have started really recently, and it's, I mean... If you find an open mic that's open, go do some stage time. Try to do uh, online open mics if you can. It's really different, but it's still a good practice. Um, and, and if you do go to an open mic or a show, wear a fucking mask. You know, um, social distance. We can't keep the scene going if everything gets shut down for right. another two years. Mm-hmm. So um, 
I think that's the best advice that I can give right now is if you're going to start it, be respectful and wear a mask and don't listen to most comedians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Megan, what, you know, you're doing your artistry. Is there any advice that maybe you would give during this time to somebody who's like, you know, kind of using art right now as an escape or that sounds really deep, like using art as an escape, but oh, it's always an escape. It's yeah. always an escape. Yeah. But what would you kind of say to somebody who's doing art right now, especially now that you've done, you know, you're having friends trust you with their artwork and stuff. Oh, what would yeah. you tell people who are, you know, trying to put, you know, their texture to paper or canvas or um, all that kind of stuff? Uh, it you gotta practice it's <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you are learning every single time that's why i love like having different commissions being sent in to me because then i'm learning all these different things that they're asking um so just practice and and enjoy it don't do it while you're hating it if you are sitting there late at night painting and you or drawing or anything and you're just like my back hurts i'm angry this isn't working out just put it to the side go back the next day and don't try to rush anything everything takes time um you can even work on something and stick it in the closet and bring it back a couple months later and start working on it um and you can always fix it like my man bob ross always says uh, they're happy little accidents baby <laughs> So definitely um, do that and watch watch YouTube and TikToks of people who do art. That's what I always do when I feel like I can't um, make what I want to make, but then I'll watch somebody else make it and I'm like, okay, and then I'll listen to their techniques. Just like listen to other people and take criticism. Don't, and that also goes for comedy too. Like take criticism. You yeah. need to hear it. That is okay. <laughs> and even if you don't believe it, listen, you know, maybe later on, like, <laughs> kind of working into what you're doing because um, more than likely the people mean well. Some don't, but... You perform your art just how you want to. Don't let anybody... It's your art. Don't let um, anybody tell you how to perform. Yeah, you're fine the way that you are. Don't listen to anybody. <laughs> but get better. Yeah. Get you better. can get better every day. Thank you. Yeah. No, I think that that's... Uh, was that good? Was that good? Yeah, thank I you, guys. Yeah, I was like, was that good? Oh, yeah. so, thank uh, you. Thanks, guys. Well, I really appreciated this. This was great. I think we had some good representation of comedy, art, podcasting. Uh, remember thank that you, you can subscribe to you know brendan's podcast coping wherever you stream your podcast we're just going to put it there that except way. for google except for google, Goddamn google. google. and uh, Damn it. remember that you can always casually subscribe to the casually molly podcast uh, we are available on all streaming services as well as youtube and facebook uh but now that our episode has ended i always ask what are you going to casually do now with the rest of your time Ooh, i'm gonna take a piss break after this yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> I gotta be so bad. <laughs> what about you, Brendan? Yeah, Brendan, what's up? What am I? I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> no dreaming, just casually. I love sleeping. that we like that is how like low everything has gotten now. It's like that. I'm like, what are you gonna casually do now? Gotta pee, pee gotta and sleep. sleep. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate everybody watching or listening, and uh, see you next week. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you.